You're listening to Freedom Now Travel, Express Yourself. I'm Antonio Goodwin, your host, and this episode's guest has played a major role in my journey so far. I call him my Camino brother, Dustin, born in Alaska, moved to Germany, and I say he is now a Germanized American. In particular, just because of the vocabulary that he uses, he makes up words (laughs) and we joke about it. You'll hear us talk about it in this episode. Listen as he shares with us his experience with COVID. He was hit pretty hard. For six months, Dustin endured constant physical and mental anguish because of this virus. When Dustin finally got his win back, he knew he wanted to regain what he had lost and decided the best way to do that was to walk 800 kilometers, 500 miles on El Camino de Santiago de Compostela. That was the way he chose to do it. So listen as he shares how he started his journey. His overpacked military bag, his tent, his tarp, (laughs) all of it. And how the Camino itself taught him what it meant to let old things go, to get rid of unneeded weight. And he shares how the journey on El Camino was a transformation that allowed him to break away from old habits that just didn't bode well for him. It wasn't what he was up to, wasn't what he was out to create for himself and his life and his physical body. Let's listen in while he shares his experience of walking El Camino de Santiago. This is your host, Antonio Goodwin, and you're listening to Freedom Now Travel Express Yourself. Get ready for takeoff, buckle up, here we go. So I'm really excited because I'm sitting here with Dustin, a guy that I call my Camino brother. I met him on the Camino and I have racked my brain trying to remember exactly when. There were brief periods of how I came across his path But that is all in retrospect. We're like looking back to say, when exactly did it happen? All we know is that it happened and somehow along the way, we ended up having parallel itineraries. It's really exciting to be here with Dustin talking about transformation and this 500 miles and transformation journey. Dustin, say a little bit about yourself. Yeah, to me, there's a quite peculiar story. I was born and raised in, in the States, in Alaska, so I'm a legitimate polar bear. But I moved due to the whole GI and Air Force Base stuff to Germany. I lived there for many, many years, so I got Germanized to a certain degree where Americans can definitely tell I'm not American anymore. But Germans do always tell that I'm not German, so it's a quite interesting fact. So wait, I want to highlight that because I love this notion first about your polar bear-ness. Uh, <laughs> that whole polar bear thing is actually the moniker I gave you because you love the cold. Yeah. Uh, you love AC down to, you all would say what you call it, 19 degrees Celsius. 18. 18 degrees and that kind of thing. And for us, that's somewhere along the lines of 60s, I think. Uh, not too good in changing, uh, you know. I haven't done the conversion. Yeah. yeah, but you like it cold. And I it's do. definitely under 70. Yeah. And just in that you and the sun, you know, y'all have this love-hate relationship. Absolutely. You, you love to be in the shade and have the sun not shine on you. Yeah. And you hate to be walking in. It burns. It feels like really on the planet of sun, you know. So. Oh, my God. So <laughs> polar bear is my name for you. And this idea of a Germanized, <laughs> quote unquote, American. And you say, so you're not, you're not American enough. Born in America, born in Alaska. So you by right, are an American citizen. You're an American. Mom is an American, et cetera. Dad is, was American, et cetera. Yeah. 
But you lived in Germany quite some time. Yeah. And it, it, somehow, based on a lot of the things that you say, <laughs> we have this joke <laughs> about the native American English speaker wouldn't say it that way. And then you have the pronunciations. So, so anyway, I interrupted. I just wanted to highlight that. What else would you say? So you, you're living in Germany, been in Germany for some time. Yeah, but not, not just that I lived there. I wanted to study over there. I wanted to become a lawyer. I mean, to have actually a degree, an academic degree, without being in debt is very important to me personally. So I did that. I became a military officer in the German army, though. Yeah. So you're in the German military. Yeah. And you're an American citizen. Something's missing. Well, this is shared, shared citizenship, so you have I have both. I have the German and the American citizenship. All right, so you have dual citizenship. Yeah, indeed. All right, awesome. We ended up meeting somehow on the way in a variety of ways. I met Felix, another German buddy of yours, actually, who came along the trip, and he happened to be walking solo. I even saw you guys sitting off in the shade when I was walking with one of my Dane brothers, Timothy, and he knew Lisa, who happened to be the powerhouse and our <laughs> Dane sister, as she went to sit in the shade with you all. She was ahead of us as we were powering down this the side of the mountain. And we waved to you. Yeah. And you said, Buen Camino. You know, yeah. And I didn't know it was you. As I, I always do. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. This is very true. And then we bumped into you again. I saw you again. Actually, I saw Felix. Didn't recognize him without his hat when I was getting ready to leave the oasis that was along, uh, you know, midway from yeah. one city to another along the way. And that's when I met you, met you. And I ended up walking with you two at some point along the way another day and went ahead. And then we started walking together when we decided to do 50 kilometers from Belorado to Burgos. And the others were like, they're not doing that. Because yeah. I thought it was actually 37 kilometers. <laughs> you were convinced about that. I, well, I, nice. I pretended to... I wanted to be convinced about it, but you know, I knew Lisa when she said, no, the app is saying 50. <laughs> and 50 kilometers is about 30 miles. And it was supposed to be the hottest, I quote unquote, hottest day in a year. Yeah, people were like, no, I'm not gonna walk. We, we're, we're gonna wait because it's gonna be the hottest day. And we actually walked in yeah. and had wind and barely, if at all, broken a sweat. Yeah, it burned, but it was not as hot because we were had wind, well. yeah, the wind was my friend. All right, so some transformation took place for you. Like along the way, we got a chance to talk about transformation. What showed up for you along the way or what would you like to highlight that you would say, oh man, this was a transformative moment? Well, my first transformation was pretty much in the beginning of the whole way. That was before doing the Ibanita Pass, which is the, the mountain pass through the Pyrenees. I was fully equipped because I expected, okay, I'll do this thing the military way. And for another thing, I wanted to get my body back because I was struck by COVID. I had long COVID for six months. I could not do anything because I couldn't breathe. My lungs were so much impaired. It did not work. When did, when did that happen? I, I caught it in middle of September last year. Last year? It was so just that recent? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. It was, I, I mean, I started 3rd of July and it was pretty much, let's say, two tops, three weeks before I flew to France that I could actually engage in any kind of physical activities again without being completely out of breath. Okay, wait, I, I want to highlight that. So COVID happened for you yeah. last year, yeah. 2022, sometime in September, mid-September? Yeah, something like that. And then and it lasted, you said, six months? Yes, six months of severe 
impairment of breathing and physical activity and well all what comes with it you can't move you'll get soft you get you put on weight and all that stuff so you get soft meaning you, you because lacking activity yeah you ended up picking lose up more stamina, weight lose resilience everything and and then you said you started your journey el camino on the 3rd of july yeah okay and then two or three weeks before that though of this year 2023 you said what was occurring at that time i i, I tried to go for runs something like that and I figured, okay, I can go to a mile run of maybe three to four kilometers, which is like something or two and a half miles, something that without completely breaking down, without passing out kind of status. I mean, I did not pass out, but it feels like a bit like hyperventilative, you know, that wasn't happening anymore. So I was just glad, okay, I can manage to do this, but two weeks is not even close to prepare physically for something like the Camino if you want to prepare for it. So basically I had to do it unprepared. So when you say to prepare for something like the Camino, you actually are talking about the 800 kilometers or the 500 miles yes. that we ended up walking from France, yes. the last stop in France, because yes. the Camino actually continues, starts in France. Well, yes. it has all kinds of links, but France has its own 800 kilometer stretch of the Camino. But the last one through Spain, that's 800 kilometers. Yes. So that's the one you're talking about. Yeah. And you mentioned even on our journey, many, you know, some of the days that we were walking together, many of the days that we walked together, we talked about it. You struggled with even walking up the stairs. Like, yeah. Say I, a little more about it. My apartment that. is on the second floor. Mm -hmm. So I could not even get that one staircase upstairs without having kind of a need for oxygen tent. I was so out of breath. It, it hurt. And not just physically hurt, that my lungs burned. It hurt my let's call it my ego my, my own drive because i never had anything i never had i was always very healthy doing my sports eating more or less i mean there's burgers and you know but still being conscious about what i eat and i never had anything like like joint pain knee foot ankle whatever there is for especially military personnel they have a lot of these issues during their service time i never had anything on that but this was like a complete knockout without being adjusting over years like for example when you get older it was like all of a sudden, there you go, smash. Now you can't do you can't do anything anymore. Not not move, not jump, not work out, not do longer walks. It did not work. I had to take breaks, just going grocery shopping, just to sit down somewhere or just stand there in the shade or somewhere. I, that that was painful, not for just for the body, but for my mind, especially because I'm not used to that. And I did not want that. Yeah, it reminds me actually on the level of a temporary disability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That at the time, you didn't even know if it was temporary, yeah. it sounds like, but there was some assistance needed or it actually impacted your living, your Absolutely. quality of life. Yeah. yeah. So you said you couldn't walk to the first level without needing an oxygen tank. Did you have an oxygen tank? No, 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 no figuratively, figuratively. It's like, like I was grasping for air. Uh, I had to stay up there. Well, as soon as I reached it or in between, I had to stop, you know, hug the railing, look at the railing and say, oh, guys, <laughs> heavy breathing, all that, catch my breath, and then I could go on. Or I would just say, screw it and threw the bags up. It depends on what is in there, but threw it up there and then walk past it. But I could not just go up there just like a like normal person would do it. Uh, without any kind of impairments. And how it was typically for you before you of course, contracted yeah. COVID. All right, so thank you for actually painting the picture of what took place. Now you are on the journey and you started July 3rd and you're at the base of the Pyrenees. What happens for you? You highlighted that because there's a transformative moment that takes place, it sounds like. Yeah, the thing is my plan was I'll do the Camino kind of a military way. So I had 56 pounds 
that's 24, 25 kilos of a backpack with a field bag with, with a tarp. You can use it between the bushes to not get it rained up on. What's a field bag? A field bed. A field bed. Like, like a bed you actually built. Oh, this is the, the Germanized American way <laughs> of speaking. A, a field bed. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you will say something I totally know, but I don't have it in my mind right now. So what would you call it? It's like these emergency beds you can put in the... In, in, like, um, that you can put in where? In, in gyms. When there's a catastrophe, people get exactly oh, these beds. Oh, I mean, I have a sleeping bag? Bed, not bag. Like a cot. It's a cot? Never heard that. So, well, it's a military bed. It? Okay, but we can, we, can, we can call it a field bed and got it, which is something similar to a cut, but it's used, you roll it up. Is that the idea? It's a, it has an aluminum frame that you can... Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, Dustin, yeah. all this time that we walked together, yeah. I thought... <laughs> it's a sleeping bag. I thought you had a sleeping bag. I you were carrying a... this aluminum frame? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You literally were carrying a yes. cut. Yes. It is. Yes. That's why I was so heavy. Yeah, I had the whole freaking equipment with me. So, just for the <laughs> listeners, I am stunned. Yes, I'm pause. sitting here with my my mouth agape. <laughs> I and We'll pause for a brief message brought to you by AntonioGoodwin.org, committed to creating a world where everyone thrives moment by moment and experiences unrelenting freedom in the life that they design. Maybe you or someone you know has experienced a certain level of success in your personal lives, in the career or finances that you have, but your life is not thriving and there's no experience of freedom. We coach people through uncovering and replacing limiting beliefs and creating abundance mindsets so you can thrive, enjoy freedom, and live life by design. AntonioGoodwin.org, designed to thrive and experience freedom. To join the community and to find more information, go to antoniogoodwin.org. <laughs> I, and during our numerous conversations and long conversations and walks, this was never present to me. Oh. A cot. All right, this is why you're carrying a 56 pound bag. Yes. All right, got it. So you had a cot. Yeah. The tarp. <laughs> you had a tarp. Yeah. Okay. Some, some nails for, you know, using a nerve. I don't know how you would call them. Like pegs for a tent or something yes, like exactly that. that. Oh my gosh. And of course, a, sl- a tropical sleeping bag. But it's, the tropical is very light and it has a mosquito net in it, which is a net, like a real net. Mm-hmm. So you get, can get stung or something and it's waterproof or resistant, not proof. So yeah, I had all that stuff. Things. I had to carry that thing through the Pyrenees over the mountains. Uh, I had to take a lot of breaks, like. I, I, I can't even count, but it was, it was like 10 minutes of walking, break. 10 minutes of walking, break. As soon as I reached Orison, which is the only Berkey that it's in the middle of it, pretty much. No, not even before you go really up. Midway before midway, actually yeah. getting to the exactly. top, top, um, top. Okay. Got some water there, talked to some people, and I was just bracing myself what was going to come next since I have my experiences while living in the Alps with mountains. Climbed that thing. The transformation, though or the thoughts that occurred in my mind happened as soon as I got over it. Hmm. I pulled it over, then I, when the descent happened, there was this, this, this longer muddy path, and when you are down within the tree line and in the forest, especially on the foot, it was nearing the foot of the mountain, there was this forest that later we experienced or heard that is supposed to be kind of a witch forest. Well, well actually it's after. It, that was way after. Yeah, it's, it's Roncesvalles. Well, it's after reaching Roncesvalles, 
After that, that's the witch forest. After that, after that. Was, I mean, the thing is, so in that woods. But um, still, this was a dark wood. It was a dark wood. And it was muddy, and it was full of trees. And dark, not in a scary sense, but it was filled with trees. And it was at a certain time of the day. It yeah. was, yeah, it was It was quite dark. Yeah. And I don't know when you got to it, but this particular section was actually muddy. And yeah, because yeah. of the... I don't know, maybe rains had come and, and it doesn't get that much sunlight. Yeah. And so you were going through this section at yeah, this time. Yeah, it was 8.30, so sun started to set. So everything got this kind of, you know, ambience lighting. Oh, yeah. Um, 8.30 p.m., absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What happened then, I kind of slipped on a slope. I slipped because there was just one second I did not watch my feet. I slipped and it was about to fall forward. The problem is, and I have seen a lot of soldiers who... Not a lot, but a couple of soldiers who really fell on the pavement and the backpack comes next. So they got heavily injured, be it the neck, the back or the head. Uh, but I mean, I, I'm sure it was there. I mean, scientifically, this, there was a tree. It was there, but I did not I haven't, I haven't had it in my view at all. But all of a sudden, while I was starting to fall, there was this tree right in front of me and I had a firm grasp on it and I could break my fall. And I was standing there. And I literally thanked this tree for being there. Mm-hmm. The tree, nothing else, the tree. When, then, when I was walking on a little further, I was like 10 minutes in, still having a little heartbeat because of that experience. I felt that now that this happened, there's something that, that, that does not belong to me anymore. It sounds kind of strange or weird or whatever, but to me it, is, it exactly felt like that. There's something that now does not belong to me anymore. And to me it was, I will never ever poison my body again, poisoned by not working out multiple times a week or sufficiently or having fast food like crazy because all the pain that I had to endure to get my backpack and me over this mountain was just so much, it was so painful and I, I wasn't done it, I was not laying in my bed and you know, now I can reflect on it. No, 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 it was while I was in the situation that I figured something is now just gone. So you could, on a spiritual way, I could say that that part of me did not get caught by the tree and that thing has fallen down. So I'm still here. I have now a second chance, a different view, a different path I did not see before. And this path is this decision I made without having to think about it. It just came to my mind naturally, I will never do this again. I will never poison my body with all these stuff, be it fast food, be it caffeine, too much alcohol, stuff like that. I will never do that again because I will never want my body or me to suffer this kind of pain. And it was suffering. So this is how I'm hearing what you're saying. It's quite phenomenal that you went through this period of carrying this bag with a a cot, a field bed, and a tarp, and other things that it weighed somewhere about 40, 50 pounds or more. And you were going up the Pyrenees. And it's not a a slight incline. These are steep inclines. And you get to one level that it looks like, oh, we're at the top. And (laughs) no, it's just around the bend. You actually keep going up. And this happened several times. You had to carry this bag, this bag, this (laughs) backpack (laughs) with you, after literally two or three weeks after you finally felt like, okay, I can climb stairs without huffing and puffing badly. Yeah. And you carried the bag, you did that. And then you have this moment where you now you're at the top, you've reached the top and you've started to do a slight decline and you're going through a wooded area, very deep, dark, wooded areas. 
one could even describe it as a type of magical sense about it. It's 8.30 p.m. It's dark. It was mystical, yeah. Mystical. Mystical yeah, is yeah. even a better word. And, and, and with, I'm sure, the fog that, that comes with it, you know, yeah. what we see in yeah, the movies. Yeah, very foggy. Yeah. yeah. And you have a moment you actually slip, and on one side of the mountain, it's a, a steep decline <laughs> that you could have rolled down this mountainside, even yeah. though there are lots of trees along the side of it. Yeah. But at the moment, you... you, you reached your hand out and a tree was there to catch you. And, yeah. But you weren't even aware. You weren't thinking about it. You, you it, But it felt like that tree appeared out of nowhere. And you don't see trees in a forest. You don't see them. I love that. Yeah, yeah you don't see the, the tree time. for the forest. Yeah. In, in the kind of reverse, yeah. right? <laughs> Many times we say you can't see the forest for the tree. But in this sense, you actually, you have lots of trees in this dark wood. And you slip. And seconds, you reach out and touch this. This tree is there. And, just, and it just keeps your fall on the whole the slope. One tree, on the whole slope, this one, you one happen to slip at that area. Yeah, exactly. It was just this one tree on the slope. I looked left and right, and that was even, you know, enhancing the experience. Like, it just appeared. And, yeah, that that that, that, that caught me. I was, I was huffing puffing on, on different reasons. Yeah. Because like, my heart was pumping. I was literally standing here for about five minutes or something. Yeah. It was, like, close. That was a close call. Yeah, it was a close I mean, call. it could be really a life or death situation. Could have been. One and slip. I, I, the, the only ones coming after me was the Danish couple we incarnate, Jens and Kirsten. Hmm. The, the, the only ones that came behind me. I've never ever seen anyone else. And everybody took over me, passed me, because I was so slow and hmm. took all these breaks. And this could have happened, and I would have laid there for at least an hour before those two showed up. Yeah. So you had this moment where this happens, and it's almost like something awakens in you. Yeah. And notice that from this experience, it was a turning point. Yeah. And when you went on, it felt like in this moment, something was left. Yeah. From some that weight. Moment. Some it was weight. Some weight. Uh-huh. It was something that was, yeah, it felt heavy. But not like I would get rid of my backpack heavy, but on my chest heavy. And that was gone. And I could, I felt like now I can breathe in. There's space now. So that was when the moment when this idea came up. Not an idea, this decision. It's a decision. I will never do this again. Like it landed, this yeah. thing arose that then the lifestyle that was before is not yeah. what will continue. Me being super, you know, sad or depressed about my status. Let's have a beer in the evening while not working out. You know, let's let's okay. I don't want to go to the to, to the grocery store because it is a pain. Let me just order some pizza. Never do this again. Never. Yeah. It's a major turning point. Wow. So you you go on. This choice arises in you. So there, there's a moment where the, the a light has turned on. And you've seen something that you can't unsee. You've left something that you refuse to pick up again, and your life has turned around. Anything else to share about that moment? No, that was pretty much it about this moment. What has occurred since because of that moment going forward? Because that's the beginning of your, your 500 miles, the very beginning. Yeah, what cool. has happened since? Anything else? Moments like this? No. No, not, not that. The, well, the, the, it doesn't have to be like this, but something you'd say, yeah, this is a transformative moment. Yeah, that was pretty much the moment when I met you. Say more about that. <laughs> yeah, it is. How you described it this is the thing that i find most peculiar about the whole situation is we started to connect without connecting consciously and then the when we walked to belorado and we were having dinner which is already kind of very connecting 
oh, we were talking, we are chatting, we are having fun, doing jokes and all that. It's like, yeah, let's, I want to do the 50. I was like, this guy's crazy as me, okay, I'll do the 50. And it was, to me, it was, it was out of question to, to not do the 50 with you. I was like, sure, I will do the 50 with him. Nobody's going to do it, we're going to do it. And so when we did it, we shared so much time with each other. Any kind of married couple would have gone under each other's throats in that time, <laughs> you know? As next to each other, so much time, but it never got boring. We had tons of topics. We engaged with other people, new tons of topics. Screwing around, joking, serious talk, deep talk. All these things it came together to something that when I that I realized then couple couple last week or something or whatever it was, I realized I was going on the Camino to encounter the unexpected, and you are the most unexpected I would ever have thought this guy I'll share the next couple of weeks together with, and with just joy and with all our differences and similarities we have and with our different opinions we have our same opinions and all these things coming together to the a, 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 which, which it's like like in a smithy you have different kind of metals you, you forge them together you have something new completely new this is the unexpected thing i really enjoyed about this camino and this is something we'll never forget and we'll forever cherish that's quite powerful i'm moved and touched by your words in the discovery of what there was in walking El Camino and what, at least for me, walking El Camino has become to me, to be present to what is unseen. Yeah. The first beatitude that I got from that church, San Esteban, Maria Asuncion, who talked about the Camino and she gave us this, pen, well, it was available for us to take in all, like 21, 25 different languages. And the first beatitude is, Blessed are you, pilgrim. Or if you discover that the Camino allows you to see what is unseen or reveals to you, or yeah, somehow there's an experience of seeing what is unseen. And so that for me connects to discovery and unexpected relationships and meetings. There's another one that talks about blessed are you, pilgrim. When you contemplate the Camino and recognize that it is filled with names and dawns, like the consistent rising and setting and meeting of other brothers and sisters who are doing a pilgrim their own particular way along the way. So, yeah, I appreciate you highlighting that, that it was this serendipitous moment that somehow we got drawn together and ended up completing the Camino together, even sometimes together, sometimes solo, and we'd catch up, but it was still this quite powerful yeah. connection. Same for you, after we did the 50, and when I said, let's do it at night, there was never a, I'm not gonna do it with this guy, for you. And this is very true. Me, do it. That is very and true. And we done it twice. <laughs> we did two times now that, yeah, and I would not have done a night walk myself. Even at four <laughs> in the morning, just, I would not have done it. And yeah, and, and, and I've shared with you, even doing that, <laughs> with my own trepidation, I was like, but you know what? I got Dustin here, I trust you. I, you're like the night crawler. You, you <laughs> love that, the, the night, and you're good at that. And I, even when there was a scurry and, <laughs> and I jumped and grabbed, grabbed onto you. <laughs> I, for me, that was, it's kind of a great moment because I, A, I wouldn't have expected to do it. <laughs> and B, it just said, you know, I really trust this guy. Because <laughs> I was like, I might as well have said, ah! <laughs> yeah, that situation was so funny because I heard a scurrying. I was like, okay, that's gonna be a mouse. I just mind my business, go on away. All of a sudden, from behind, ah! <laughs> he's grabbing me. He's like, like oh what? Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> what is that? Twice, actually, it happened twice. <laughs> so funny. But those are those are those are that kind of moment for me. Is it symbolized 
definitely transformative experiences where you get to meet people that have impact in your life. And for me, it, it can look like from that meeting, your life is never the same. And that person's life is never the same. And sometimes we actually don't get to unpack that until months later. Like yeah, we get to see yeah. the benefit of a years long friendship. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I hope so. The good thing about what you call transformation is I did not have to transform what I am or what I like. For example, the night stroll. I said, yeah, I like to do that. I will do it. Do you want to join in? I did not have to change anything. You chose to experience something new, but you would, would still not do it alone. So you did not change that. But you still had a new experience because we did it together, solo together. Yeah. You know, for me, transformation isn't about change. Yeah. Now, the definition will say transformation is, if you look up a, a textbook definition, is change in form or substance. Hmm. So th there's the idea of change, but the concept of change actually for me means persistence. So the thing actually stays the same. It just looks different. But transformation, when, when I think of transformation, the thing actually isn't the same. And it can happen in a variety of ways, but it's as if seeing something for the first time and you can't unsee it. That is transformation. That's right. Because you don't, you, you don't go back to the original way of being. No. There's no way to do it. Me catching the tree. No way that I go back. No, there's no way to go back to... Yeah. Whatever that, because you've had an experience in a moment that actually caused the transformation. Yes. And I don't want to say change because change would be, it would be just a better you or a different you. But no, there's something quite transformative in your way of being yeah. that you can't go back to. Yeah. Or yeah. just a new spectrum of considerations, doing <laughs> things now differently or see it in a different light. For example, the, what would you say with the box? With your boxes when you say that this is a automatic mechanism and every every human being has a box due to his upbringing to his experiences this is something i never thought about it that way now that i do it's a different view it's a transformation <laughs> i enjoy that yeah you can't unhear that right <laughs> indeed well is there anything else you'd like to share any words of wisdom regarding what you might have picked up or discovered for yourself along el camino de santiago de compostela What I figured on the Camino is so many people, their backstage is like their front stage. They speak of so many things that are very private or very intense, heartbreaking or joyous or whatever it is, but they openly discuss it. I think it's, it has something to do with what, what I would call in the military is camaraderie because you go through the same pain, you go through the same stuff with a lot of people you don't even know, like privately, you don't know. But everybody went through the same stuff. So that means you feel kind of a bond with these people. And I think it's a similar experience of the pilgrims. If there's something in your life that really bothers you and you feel like forced or chained to this action because you have to, maybe it is good to take a step back and look at it from the outside because maybe there's a whole different way you just do not know yet. But if you look elsewhere, Somewhere, for example, where you have never thought about. There might be something you just do not know yet. And on those words of wisdom, we will leave it there. Thank you so much, Camino Brother. It has been a pleasure. I appreciate you being a guest on the show and sharing something that's quite personal and powerful that you experienced while walking on the way. Well, I thank you. You've been listening to Freedom Now Travel. Express yourself. A special thanks to my Camino Brother, Dustin, for sharing his story with us today. 
He's a great example of what transformation can look like. Not that it's about changing or needing to change anything, but that it's a moment that I described during our conversation, like a light has turned on and something has been seen that can't be unseen. He left something that he refused to pick up and life was altered from that moment on. This is transformation. So my Camino brother, AKA the polar bear, <laughs> AKA Dustin, learn more about people along the way as well, citing a sort of military camaraderie amongst the travelers, meaning you go through some intense suffering together as a group and that makes the bond stronger. So true. <laughs> having walked 800 kilometers myself alongside a slew of wonderful and amazing people, including Dustin. So Dustin left us with some wisdom about tackling tough situations as well. He says, if something is bothering you, consider taking a step back and just looking at it from the outside of the situation, because chances are there are different ways to tackle it that you just haven't thought of yet. Thanks Dustin for being a guest on this episode. This episode was produced by Antonio Goodwin, your host, and Jonathan Murphy. Research and project support provided by Research Dynamo, Dr. Katrina Murphy. And thanks to our writer-in-residence, Nyla Guilford. Be sure to subscribe, find us on any platform where you play your podcasts, or just Google Freedom Now Travel Podcast. And definitely leave us a review if you like what you hear, and I hope you do. And by all means, share all of this freedom and passion that you just experienced in this episode with other people that you know, they, like you, want to be inspired too. I look forward to being with you the next time. Ciao for now.